Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Hi, Christy, and all of you mysterious foodies out there. We're hey, back Kathy. after. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're back after another wonderful quirks and conversation. That was so great. We talked to Carla Norton last week. Yeah. She, she was really was interesting. So, she was so interesting <laughs> and so fun to talk to. Yes. I mean, she had a, she has such a fascinating writing career. Yeah. You know, she went from editing to true crime to thrillers. And now on to a spy novel that she's working on. That was Oh, was yeah. Really that's going to be that. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the podcast yet, you really need to. It was Corks and Conversation uh, with Carla Norton, episode... Was it I think it was Corks and Conversation number nine. Yeah. Nine. So that's pretty mm-hmm. great. We're almost and to double is, digits. <laughs> I know. And, and this podcast is number 22 for our I know. traditional podcast. So that's pretty great. I know. I know. And yeah, we'll be wrapping up season one of Game of Books pretty soon. So during the off weeks of this summer... The listeners out there, those mysterious foodies, can go back and listen to some of our older episodes if they missed any. Right, because by then we'll have well into the 30s for them, so I'll keep people busy all summer. I'm, yep. I am going to really obviously miss our weekly podcasting sessions, but between, oh, our, I know. You know, between our seasons. I know, but, but I'm really excited to plan season two. It's going to be killer yes. season two. All right. Killer season two. I love that. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, time flies and we've got so many plans this summer that, you know, we'll be back to recording before we know it. Yeah. And, you know, a break always makes you more fresh. So that will be great. Yeah. And there's exactly, you know, <laughs> things are never dull. Let's be honest. So. Right. Anyway, l- right. let's get to the wine to spice up our dialogue today. I'm okay. So Okay, so, well, actually, today, I think it would be more appropriate, instead of saying to spice it, we'll say to sweeten up our dialogue, because Ah, today we are drinking a sweet (laughs) Moscato wine from Italy called Seven Daughters. And if I love the label. I love the label. It is. It's It's a very pretty, very clean label. I know that you like that that look too and i know you do and um (laughs) i'm wondering okay do you want to guess the the flavors this week again are you really gonna do this to me again Uh, i just okay i'm asking you but you could try i mean i'll try i'll try okay so yeah okay and i'm not normally a moscato drinker so i think i'm gonna be really really bad at this but okay i know i'm gonna try it too at the same time Okay. Oh my gosh, it has bubbles. <laughs> that surprised me a little bit. <laughs> I know, it's a little effervescent. I know it surprised you. <laughs> okay, so now I have to I have to reassess. I didn't realize we had a bubbly one. Okay. Well, it's not a lie. It's just like, okay, no. well, in the description, it does say this effervescent, well, bright go. white wine. So, mm. but I'm not going to tell you the flavors it says. You have to tell me. <sighs> okay, so I'm going to... <laughs> this might be kind of a wimpy guess because a lot of whites will have this, but I'm going to say citrus. <laughs> that like was a pretty lemony wimpy. or something. 
Was that okay. windy? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even taste a single lemon in there. It's so sweet. All oh, right. Wow. I'm going to tell you. Tell it's me. a sweet floral aroma. So let's see. It smells floral with peach and honey notes. Oh. <laughs> so I haven't learned anything over these last 30-some podcasts. Now when you apparently. taste it, though, doesn't it taste peachy now? Just you know, peachy. I can, I, <laughs> the peachy, I think the the smell. I mean, it's very florally, um, has a fragrance to it when you bring it up, you know, to to drink. And that's, you know what? That's this is like this. This seems like a really nice um, wine for out by the pool. You know, yes, in the it middle does. of the day, isn't it kind of fun? I think it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. It, it is a fun. Yeah, it is a fun drink. Mm, and it has um, it. it's lower alcohol content, believe it or not, than regular oh, that's wine. Good. Yeah, so that's always good. I mean, the bubbles probably make it a little. <laughs> is that a Moscato thing, or is that just this particular? I don't know. Good question. But this is mm. 7%, so I'm assuming that oh. maybe, you know, the way they, yeah, 7%. And, oh. um, you know, so I think uh, you could sip it by the pool and not worry too much, you know, in you the know middle what? of the I'm, day. I'm, <laughs> I would love to do that, especially with you down in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. I... I have to tell you, I was going to mention this, and I, I didn't bring any information with me now, but I saw an advertisement yesterday for a, speaking of alcohol content, uh, for a wine water where there's no alcohol really in it, but it has the flavoring of wine. And so it's very, it's very, very low calorie. Oh my and gosh. That's so interesting. Well, I thought it was too. I thought, you know, because I really do enjoy the taste of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you didn't, I don't know if it's uh, kind of like having a non-alcoholic beer, I suppose. Right. You know, if you right. want the taste, I, I would think that alcohol. would just be grape juice, but, but it, but also if it's water, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe water it's low calorie. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Well, I like this little, this little drink of uh, Moscato. I think it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tastes, yeah, so tastes very peachy. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I'm going to be like, you know, in the heat, which I understand South Dakota is pretty warm today, but I will be in the heat this summer of South Florida. Yeah, yeah we're and, not the same heat as you guys. I mean, it gets hot and humid here, but I mean, right. it's not. If we get a break, you know, at night it cools and, you know, yeah. just in a whole different I know, level. so you can, if you get up in the morning, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but um, I understand um, that you are going to be for several re- weeks at your family ranch. And yes. from what you've told me about this place, it's very <laughs> remote, Kathy. <laughs> it, is, it is very remote. And so I was like thinking, like, what's the longest amount of time you've stayed there before? Do you know? On the ranch without leaving the ranch? Yeah. Um, like, you know, just. You know, maybe three or four days, you know, without going to. So there is um, Rapid City, which is a, a nicely sized um, city, is mm-hmm. 30 I've miles heard of away. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it's our second biggest city in South Dakota. I'm going to, I don't know the population exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's probably over 100,000. So it has mm-hmm. all the amenities that you would need, but it's. I mean, it's it's a it's a little bit of a jaunt. Um, yeah. Maybe once you get down the very very lengthy driveway <laughs> to the mm-hmm. highway, um, then just a few miles away is a very very small town of just a 
couple hundred people. Um, and so that they have a nice little gas station and grocery store there. So, <laughs> but interesting. Um, no, the, Yes. I don't know how you're, I, I mean, you're pretty active. I mean, in where you live now, I mean, it's a small town, but you guys have, you know, big town stuff, like massages, <laughs> yoga <laughs> studios, <laughs> wine All stores. All the necessities. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be what are you going to do lot. out there? I mean, well, oh my I'm, gosh. I will be doing a lot of yoga on the ranch uh-huh. myself. I'm very excited about that. But I am oh, going to take care of my mother-in-law, and so that's mm-hmm. my main project, of course, and I'm looking forward to that time with her. And mm-hmm. I am really, um, I am schlepping out my office work with me, but I am hoping oh, to wow. get a lot of writing done. I'm actually yes. hoping to, to really do some um, editing on my on my work, so we'll so see. It'll be like a little bit of a writer's retreat, I mean. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, around taking care of the ranch, so that will, <laughs> that will be interesting. <laughs> My husband reminded me last night that I'll be doing the mowing line there on the her. Oh, initial, really? Yeah, you know, on my mother-in-law's initial yard, not the whole eight thousand acres, just her initial <laughs> yard. Okay, <laughs> but it's like the back, <laughs> the endless mowing. Yeah, you would never finish. But the back—that's called the cattle. The cattle take care of that. But the back end of the house has this very steep hill, and I have never mowed that, and I'm terrified to do it. Oh so. no! You just tell your husband he has to come on the weekends and mow. <laughs> that's probably a good idea. I could just so. see because what happens if you injure yourself? I mean, you can do that. Like the lawnmower falls back on you. I mean, you're a yeah, small no, person. Help me! I've fallen, and I'm there to take yeah, care of my mother. Where's the nearest hospital? I mean, it's probably, you know, 30 miles away, right? It's an airlift situation, I imagine. Oh, my goodness. We'll see. You know, that's kind of neat. It's kind of neat, but I can, I just, I can't imagine you handling it as well. Um, Thank you. You would be like, uh, because you just, you're you're just so active, you know? You're like, you have every minute booked of your day, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like, okay, um. You know, you're going to be asking your mother-in-law every five minutes, can I make you something else? Can you... <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to reading and writing and being Good. with her and trying. But Good. it is a really special place. So I, I'm Good. looking at it as a very rare opportunity. So You can take okay, lots of so pictures. I will take lots of pictures. You know I will. I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll be uh, snapping photos each morning with my coffee and my yoga mat and I'll... I'll make yeah. you very jealous soon. You'll 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 learn. To I know. Well, I'm like South you Dakota know. Range. I'm already getting up. Uh, what are the flights to Rapid City? So can... <laughs> there really aren't many. It's pretty hard to get there. <laughs> anyway, okay. So let's have another sip of this Seven Daughters Moscato, mm-hmm. and get into our this week's mystery: cleaning the gold. Hmm. Yeah, bubbly on my tongue. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes, let's, let's let's talk about cleaning the gold, and it's so written excited. by two great authors. It's you know a collaboration which we always find very interesting. Oh, for sure, we have discussed many collaborations, and it's fascinating. So this is my, I'm very excited about this because these are two of my favorite favorite authors, uh, Lee cool. Child, who writes mm-hmm. the Jack Reacher thrillers. Right, mm-hmm. everyone. Knows Everyone quite knows well that, for those. yes. I think so. The I looked it up again today, and the rumor that they have listed on Amazon is that one of his novels is sold every nine seconds. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. And I'm thinking, 
Amazon would have some pretty decent statistics on that. I mean, this isn't someone just making right. this up, you know? Yeah, isn't wow. that amazing? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he has 24 Jack Reacher novels um, wow. to date published. And his first one was in 1997. And since then, he's literally published one every single year. Wow. Um, we've, there's been a couple movies made, if people didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. The star in them was Tom Cruise. And there was mm-hmm. some criticism of that given his stature. Because Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. the character, is a very mm-hmm. tall ex-military um, cop. Like a 6'5", huge guy. And so, yeah, uh-uh. I mean, this book People... was describing him, you know, because I hadn't read. Um, I don't think I'd read any of the Jack Reacher books. I hate to say it, but um, I don't think, you know, Lee Child would mm-hmm. mind too much. But um, <laughs> what are you but, up um, every eight seconds? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I they the other character in the book um karen slaughter's character is also a large guy and he yeah. kept describing um jack reacher as like a giant like yeah so i was like how big is this guy like his hands you know <laughs> were described like you know mitts and things so right I thought yeah that was pretty interesting i think they're gonna do um they're gonna have a new actor play him in um, yeah, I, I, think ones. I, I think that's the rumor anyway. I don't know. Yeah, like a Netflix kind of a thing instead of like big films. I think. Instead oh, of like is that what it is? Oh, I think okay. so. But I'm, I might be wrong. So because I thought I saw like on social media, people were guessing on who they thought a good character, an actor would be to play. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So anyway, so so it's a Lee child. And the other writer is another favorite, Karen Slaughter who Mm -hmm. is a fantastic writer of thrillers. Um, Mm -hmm. She is no slouch. I mean, look, I know Lee Child is impressive, but she has 35 million copies of her novels in print. Wow. I know. (laughs) She has written 18 novels. Um, She has a couple series and then a couple standalones. And um, her standalones, actually, I think three or four of them, are currently in development I'm not sure if it's with the producer or the producing team or what, but it's the same producing team who did Gone Girl um, oh. and who did Big Little Lies. Are you a Big Little oh, Lies wow. watcher? On, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yes. it's about, and so, the new season's about to come out. I know, I can't wait. With Meryl Streep. With the podcast about it in or season two. Or did it two, already come killer out? Killer season oh. two. No, it's uh, <laughs> next week, I think. Oh, okay. Um, something that I will not be watching at the ranch, I bet. But anyway, <laughs> it's not good out there. <laughs> <laughs> but um so You'll yeah so Karen Slaughter is amazing <laughs> I know right exactly that'll be perfect so she's um so she's great and she has um so Lee Child just has the main Jack Reacher series she has a couple different series that offshoot each other uh-huh. but this short story features um Trent Will his name just fell out Trent. of my head Will Trent Will excuse Trent. me Will yep. Trent Mm-hmm. And he is, um, he works for the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, the GBI, kind of similar to the FBI. I thought that was very right. interesting. Yes. And so, yeah. So anyway, um, and he's a very well-known character too. He's, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't get along very well, interestingly, with a lot of his coworkers. Uh, oh, really? kind of impression. Yeah, his oh. character doesn't. Um, he's a really good agent clears tons of cases 
um, has dyslexia. In so this book, he really... comes across as very straight arrow, kind of. Yeah, you know, doesn't he? Not outside the lines type. Yeah. So, um, so here's the premise, right? Should we, should we get the? But nothing will give nothing away because nothing. It's away. so good. No, and it's a short story, so it's a really quick read, and it's just a fun. Yeah, read, it's don't you but think? it's yeah. I mean, I think of a short story as shorter than that, but it's considered probably a short story because so it's under a hundred pages. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's a novella. I would say, but okay. um, so I'll go with that. Will Trent. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm so glad. Will Trent um, goes undercover at Fort Knox. Yes. So he normally works for the Georgia Bureau of, of Investigations, but he is investigating uh, a cold case. And so he decides he needs, he's found the evidence. He's going undercover at Fort Knox, which I love the background mm-hmm. of Fort Knox. Didn't you? I thought that mm-hmm. was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how do they know? Do, I guess they must give tours or something. You know, I actually read that Karen Slaughter had mentioned how helpful they are there with for mm-hmm. writers. So oh, good. that was interesting. Yeah. And then, but Jack Reacher also happens to be in Fort Knox with his own kind of mission. Hmm. Um, he thinks there's a criminal ring in there. But at the hmm. same time, Will Trent is undercover. He's actually investigating Jack Reacher. He thinks Jack Reacher is his killer. So, it's and so they end complex. up uncovering. I know, but it's so great mm-hmm. how they overlay it. So, yep. anyway, that was, I thought, a great I premise. know. You would think that these two, like, well-known people would know each other, but they're only well-known to the readers, I guess. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You're like, what do you mean you don't know Jack Reacher? There's a bunch of movies about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here's what I wanted to ask you about. Here's one of the things that struck me was... Will Trent is there undercover, right? Like, mm-hmm. he completely has a new identity as he goes in. Do you remember that? Like, he... Right. Yeah. And I... Th- there are a lot of undercover agents, and we read one from Brad Parks, undercover civilians, in, in a lot of thrillers, mm-hmm. right? The concept of going undercover and having to leave everything behind, mm-hmm. I think is a really interesting premise. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting, of course. Yeah, because that's, because that, it, I think it adds a whole nother layer of, you know, thriller because, you, you know, he's worried about getting outed and. Right. That, you and, you know, know, you have to, the, the benefit of being a cop, right, is you have, mm-hmm. you have backup and you have your credentials and it allows you certain privileges to, you know, arrest people mm-hmm. and shoot people if necessary but when you're undercover all that's gone and so i just thought oh that's why that must be why we like these these people that go undercover because they have to take all those protections away you know i thought that was yeah yeah i mean it was it i thought i did think it was interesting because i you know i was trying to figure out in the beginning because i think in the beginning i don't know if they say right away that um Will Trent is a cop. You kind of know, I, I like, I didn't understand exactly what, you know, he, how he was getting in there undercover mm-hmm. because I was like, why are they, why he, cause he was seriously worried about like, you know, being exposed and getting shot by, you know, yeah. the guards. And, and I'm like, well, can't they tell them? Cause he wasn't going to investigate them but i guess it was just too risky to tell anybody plus i don't really know if he had the clout with the gbi to get in there i don't know that was it was very complicated 
But it made yeah. it scary. <laughs> it did make it, it like scary. That. And then there's Jack Reacher's character who doesn't really give a hoot about, you know, he's, yeah. I mean, he just, and so he's, he's hurting people, <laughs> let's say, on occasion. I know, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I was confused. Poor undercover yeah. Will Trent is like, um, this is a problem. We're not allowed right? to do and, that. <laughs> yeah. And, and do you remember the, there's a scene where Jack Reacher mentions that there's this Supreme Court case that's allows for imperfect necessity, it's called, where you can, it's okay to commit a smaller crime to stop a bigger one. And he kind of uses that as his defense to, will, um, uh, to, you know, say like, it's okay if we have to beat these guys up or worse. And How I, often is I, that I, really used in defense? Oh, I think it's rare. Okay. I think it's I think it's rare, and I I don't know much more about it other than it's a defense once you've been charged. I mean, it's not a get out of jail like you're not going to get charged kind of defense. I believe oh. I'm quoting. Darn! I was I was head. getting all kinds of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Your ideas of I'm going to do this smaller crime to prevent yeah. bigger ones. Yeah, you're gonna become yeah. a victim. Well, that's what I I'll say. Called... Oh, look! I was just trying to prevent this bigger crime. <laughs> I think that's called being a vigilante. <laughs> in general, I know. Mostly illegal, I think. Okay. <laughs> but right. anyway, you're I just lawyer. thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, blah blah blah. Not really. Um, <laughs> not for a long time. But I, I just thought it was so interesting that we keep running into in these thrillers that we're reading people who are undercover, and there must be something know. you know kind of enticing about that. I know. I know. So, speaking of enticing, I want to know why you chose the Moscato today. (laughs) All right. Well, as you know, um, this story did not have very much food or wine. They weren't stopping to enjoy a meal, put it that way. No. And it was funny because I remember earlier you did a Jack Reacher book. And you mentioned the fact that he didn't eat. He only, and he mentions it even in this, you know, that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just a necessity to keep going. Whereas Will Trent, on the other hand, and he pointed out, Will Trent must have been hungry once in his life because he had a rather hearty appetite, but we didn't really see it, you know, because there was so much going on. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that comment. Yeah. Yeah. Except one time when he was like, what, what, he was like, they, he was trying, he was going through, what do you call that? It's not ransacking. He was searching. He was searching the um, office, remember? <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes. God, I don't know where my words are going. You went for the really extreme It's from the Moscata. <laughs> I think you're well, still stuck in the smaller crime for the bigger crime. I know, right. <laughs> so anyway, he was searching and he came across some Skittles and ate them. <laughs> you know, while he's searching, which I thought was pretty funny. It was like, okay, let's just have a few bites of Skittles while we're searching, you know. Well, and it's a funny to... thing to imagine because they're so colorful and they're loud. I know. You know. I know. And he's like, okay, I'm going to eat some Skittles while I'm looking, you know. And meanwhile, he's worried somebody's going to run in on him. Right. Anyway, so I was like, okay, well, that's the only food. So that's going to be my food for today. And um, <laughs> so when I was looking up what wine goes with skittles <laughs> and, and what wine does go with skittles well apparently moscato does <laughs> because i found <laughs> this skittles infused wine cocktail cocktail oh my gosh that's hilarious oh my gosh you gotta hear this i mean this was um <laughs> this is like on hgtv or something they're one of their um you know on the website or something 
and it and it what you do is you take white wine which they used moscato and um what you do is you first you separate your skittles by color okay obviously i mean you yes. have to <laughs> yes of course or otherwise no, it would be like some kind of brown yeah. wine right so um and so then what you do is you um for like if you had one of those small like six ounce bottles of you know of moscato which by the way mm -hmm. this moscato is a screw top yes and i just have to tell you if you go on the website for seven daughters um they have like some funny little um quotes and mm -hmm. one like for instance here's one your cat has more followers than you that's <laughs> screwed up <laughs> <laughs> and then they write, and then they write underneath it, unscrew it. So all, the, oh, all that's their, hilarious. I know. I thought that was good. I was like, going, okay, is that a sign <laughs> that my cat has more followers than me? But anyway, so I, I decided to unscrew it. But anyway, so you, you put the, you put five, five skittles per ounce. So it's like a little six ounce. So you put thirty skittles in the little thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So if you have to, you might have to drink a little bit of it to have enough room for the Skittles. But anyway, so then, and then you, um, you let it sit for, you put the lid on, you let it sit for one to two days until the candy, it, it dissolves. You know, and you can shake it once in a while. Oh, sure. And then you have to filter off with a tea towel, like strain the wine into a glass three times to get rid of a layer of white film. And it does not say what that is. And I'm not sure what it is, but it forms on the top of the wine. <laughs> okay. You've totally lost me. There's no way I would do this. Did you do this? Yeah. So you, no, I didn't. Oh. Um, but oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just opened the Moscato now, but I, but I was like, it, but actually, you know, when you think about it, so so you filter off the white film, which I don't know what that is. It must be extra sugar or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then you have a bottle of wine, the color of whatever Skittles oh, they were. Oh, that's cute. So it's like bright colors. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like great for like party favors or something like that too. Or you can just make a cocktail with it. Like you can add ice and sparkling water and, you know, have this fun looking cocktail. I don't know if I'll hmm. ever try it. But I don't know if I either will either, but it sounds like it could have its place. Yeah. In a like, particular you know, moment. <laughs> yeah, like a I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bridal shower or something, little bottles yeah, of Skittle yeah. wine or something. <laughs> but wine. you know yeah. But Skittles Skittles are like the they're the second um most popular candy in the whole US. No, they're not. Yes, they are. And they're the most popular among children in North America. Skittles? Yes. Okay, do you like they Skittles? Are. No. I mean, I don't, I would, you know, they're okay. Sorry, not to offend like anyone Skittles? who likes Skittles. I'm not a fan. Connor likes Skittles. I know. Well, you know what? I'm a chocolate girl and I'm not really a candy I am too. girl unless it has chocolate. So that's why I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, if somebody gave me a Skittles, it's not going to gag me. I'm going to eat it. But it's not what, it's not what I'm going <laughs> to grab gravitate for. Yeah. If you're Will but Trent and you're ransacking and you're yeah. in the office, you're going to have some Skittles. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So they, and you know, so they, the taste of the rainbow is what, you know, they, that's their slogan that they started mm-hmm. in 1994. And actually they, they are known to be the, one of the, um, forefront on social media when it comes to candies, I guess, cause they were, they jumped on in like 2009 oh. and, oh, and I have a couple of very interesting. Okay. So every day Skittles make 200 million of its original variety. Oh, my god! 200 million of them. When you look at how many that makes over the course of a year, it's enough Skittles to reach from Earth to the moon. You know, you could stack the Lee Child and the Karen Slaughter novels against that, and they'd probably be pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that appropriate? We've got the Skittles of novels with the Skittles. We do. Or... Skittles is the Lee Child and Karen Slaughter novels of the candy world. Let's say it that way. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So let's have a drink of our Moscato here now. Mine is sand Skittles. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows who made them, by the way. Who originally made them. Some some British guy might have done them. Yeah, they first came from Britain. Wow. I know. I Ooh, know. You know There's from Britain? Lee Child. What? <laughs> no, Lee Child is in Dutch. <laughs> oh, we've got Maybe so many Lee Child connections. Maybe Lee Child made Skittles. I know. It's scaring me. <laughs> he could have. You never know. He's just promoting his product. <laughs> his product placement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need to get a hold anyway. of him and tell him he needs Skittles in this next, not every novel now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, should we move on to the next segment? Sure. Your favorite and mine? Yes, I am (laughs) dying to hear what your um, (laughs) writer's perspective is for this week. Well, I I just had to stick with our fabulously successful and wonderful writers. So Mm -hmm. I found this um, interesting uh, interview with um, Karen Slaughter about her collaboration with Lee Child on this short story. And hmm. um, yeah, it was it's a really interesting read. It has a fantastic title that um, people could look up if they want to. I probably <laughs> it's um, it's in the bigthrill.org and I'll <laughs> it's from um, April 19th or April yeah, April of 2019. And uh, okay, you're going to put a link on our website? Yes, I am. It's a pretty okay. great quote from Karen Slaughter about what she did to Lee Child. So anyway, it's pretty good. Oh, anyway, but you're yes. just going to tease us with it. We have to look it I up. I am going to tease you. You're going to have to get okay. on our on our blog and find it. Okay. So All right. anyhow, Karen, so, so the question was, of course, you know, how did this get going? How did it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it took them five mm-hmm. years to get this thing written. And, oh really? Um, yeah, she said she had this. There's also a very interesting story in this article about um, she kind of throws some shade against another very very famous author, tongue in cheek, I can tell. Mm-hmm. But she kind of um, mentions that Brad Meltzer, Meltzer might be a demon, jokingly. <laughs> but she had been watching something Brad Meltzer was doing on TV about um, the location of their story. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it, she couldn't get it out of her brain. And so that's why she said that. Um, anyhow, <laughs> so Fort Knox kind of got planted there. And but she said, you know, they wanted to make sure that each of their characters could 
be their own characters and still meld together, you know, because mm-hmm. she said, she said, um, Lee and I are very certain about the voices of our characters, Will Trent mm-hmm. and, and um, Jack Reacher. And mm-hmm. so she said that to make sure that the story gave them each their both of their own lanes, you know, so they could each shine in their own ways. Right. And I thought, you know, how these are really good examples of of characters with their own voice. I mean, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have such a clear voice. And so I was mm-hmm. curious from you what your techniques or ideas are about creating a distinct voice for your characters. Because you have, in your current work, you have a very distinct couple of characters that I think mm-hmm. definitely have their own voice. You know, it's interesting, and I don't... Um... I've been trying to learn a lot about voice and it's such a hard thing to really, I don't know, put into words. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you just have to have a really good sense of that character. Um, Yeah. And, and see them, you know, different than everybody else, you know, it's Mm -hmm. hard to say, you know, because it's like, I don't feel like it's something that, I mean, I might actually, you know, say, okay, yeah, what would this character do? What would this, you know, when I'm doing it? Mm -hmm. Um, But, and, and I've always thought that, you know, you should be able to tell in dialogue too different characters. Right. If you just see the dialogue, you should know, in theory, which character it is without being told. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's, I mean, you know, not for every basic, you know, pick this up, here's this, you know, everything. But um, in general, like, I always would think, okay, I would think of a certain maybe vocal tick that a person would have or a word that Mm -hmm. they used a lot. And yeah, and then I if I and if it if it was something that came from me, I'd just realize, hey, this, you know, every character is not going to say this same thing. I'm just going to make this one character be the one that says, um, you know, that says, you know, all the time or, you know, right. well, and I think dialogue covers so much of it because you can, mm-hmm. like you say, w- word usage or, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they're. Um, Pat, word pattern if they're using slang or they're using you know dialect mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I thought of one of your characters right away because I think you did a really good job with that um, oh you know I could it was there's some definite Thanks. yeah you're welcome yeah. someday everyone will read that and they will yeah. know that Gator Moon has very good voice in its characters <laughs> well you know also I think also it's how they react to situations Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be very distinct, you know, and so you have to move yourself completely out of whatever your natural inclination would be and say, well, how would this person react? You know, their first yeah. thought wouldn't be the same as this other person's first thought. And so maybe that's how, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really hard thing to, and I think it's a hard thing to define too, you know, people, People, you know, always are commenting on somebody, on a writer's voice or this voice, but you're like, yeah. well, you know. And there's writer's voice versus narrative voice, and it can really all get kind of overwhelming for a new writer, I find. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how do you do you know, How do you handle voice? Well, at this point, I'm just trying to relate back each time I do dialogue and I have some narrative description, you know, about what mm-hmm. they're 
personality traits are and what they're feeling, you know, try to be present in that scene. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's definitely a work in progress. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm challenged by it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, it, you it, probably, each person, I think also each author ha- or writer has a, a voice in addition to the characters having a voice, you know? Right. Right. And um, so like if, you know, I mean, and a fun exercise to do would be like, you know, if we both said, okay, here's the storyline, here's the character, here's the basic storyline, write, you know, two pages. Mm-hmm. And to just see the difference and see how each of the, um, you know, each of us would approach it totally differently. So it would just yeah, be interesting to see because um, we should do that sometime. We could we do a little exercise. I yeah. know. I like that idea. That'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm really happy we read this this novella, as we're going to call it, or short piece okay. of fiction. <laughs> Cleaning <laughs> the gold. <laughs> yes. Because I really, I, I thought it was <clears throat> a wonderfully entertaining read, but I did learn a lot, too, as a writer, reading mm-hmm. very, very well uh, written authors. Yes, and so as, as a yeah. um, newbie to both of the authors, I really don't think I've read... Um, I might have read, you know, a f- few books before theirs, but I don't think I've really read too many J- Jack Reacher. If I did, it was a long time ago. And so now it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. So now I want to kind of go out and look at their individual books too. Um, well, and so what, what about the wine? What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's a fun wine. I mean, it's very sweet. It's not something I'm going to have with, um, you know, dinner. It's no. more like, it's more like, you know, just a fun out and about when you're just want something nice and cool and bubbly and mm-hmm. and fun. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. It's seven and daughters Moscato. Mine yes. was um fifteen dollars and thirty nine cents. I at my store. I think mine was either twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine and I can't recall. But very okay. similar, very very much in that yeah. same neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a fun thing. It has a mm. screw top, you know, to take along when you go on like a picnic <laughs> or something, you know, and you just want something light and fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. what I think. I love the, it sounds like the website's really funny to look at too, so. Yep. The yep. whole cat thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, all of you MFs, we'd love to hear from you um, about our conversation today, about your thoughts on Lee Child and Karen Slaughter, Skittles. Mm-hmm. Moscato. <laughs> do you, you like Skittles or not? Is it your do favorite we, that's candy sort of or very not? Big conversation. So you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle is at GOB Writers. Yes, and you can listen um, next week. Um, we're going to have our season finale uh, mm. where we discuss Meg Gardner's page turning thriller into the black nowhere. So you can go ahead and get that and jump ahead if you're a fast reader. Yeah, and what a great idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. And keep following us all summer on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We will be dropping hit, hints, excuse me, not hits. That would be kind of similar <laughs> to our world. But we'll be, it won't be dropping hits this summer. We'll be dropping so many, hints. So many connotations to that. <laughs> well, the worst that. thing is, now I have to say, we're going to be dropping hints on our upcoming killer season, too. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, uh, well. 
Anyway, well, thanks for listening. And that's it for today's episode of Game of Books, where we share food, wine, and mystery. Be sure to subscribe to us so you can get your food, wine, and mystery tips every Friday morning just in time for the weekend. This is Christy. And Kathy. Saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody.